Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Clauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation. Welcome back to part three of our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast series, talking about the culture of youth sports. Um, now, one of the things we want to talk about in this, uh, this session is, uh, again, that scholarship myth that we talked about the first time uh, around two weeks ago. Um, you know, you, you said it before we went on the, the air. So, again, if you can just kind of reiterate about the you know, the concept of, you know, college scholarships, playing travel ball, whether it's, you know, soccer, baseball, softball, field hockey, lacrosse, you name it. Um, you know, just talk about really the reasons why you should be playing those sports. And it's real simple. You should be playing those sports because you love to play, uh, not because you have the promise of a scholarship at the end of that rainbow. Like rainbows, there's no pot of gold there. Right. And it's not just because – Players aren't good enough. There's a lot of great players, male and female, in many different sports, but the money simply isn't there. Colleges are cutting programs. They're not adding programs. And just because a college might have the full allotment of scholarships at their disposal, I'm talking about Division One and Division Two programs. Of course, there's none at the Division Three level. Can, can you say that again? There is zero at the Division Three level. All right. There's, because I, I hear a lot of people say, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some athletic money from Wilkes. Or not going to happen. And uh, they're getting the, you know, the left-handed violin player scholarship, but they're not getting a baseball player scholarship. Right. Right. Um, So, you know, the money just simply isn't there. And uh, just to take uh, my alma mater, for example, uh, when, when I played, uh, we, uh, of the 11.7 scholarships that you're allotted, I I believe we had eight at the time. Uh, Now we're down to two and a half. So it's very difficult from, from my university to, to, to compete in the Atlantic 10 conference nowadays simply because the money isn't there. Right. Now, will it be there in the future? Hopefully. Um, but uh, right now, there's a, uh, there's a dearth of money with regard to scholarship programs that are out there. And you can't divvy up a scholarship the way you used to when I played. And there's, there's certain guidelines and ratios that you have to follow. So if you're a program that has three scholarships um, and you want to divvy it up, you can divvy it up basically three ways. That's it. So right. that's nine people getting money. You can't give a kid five hundred, one kid a thousand, another kid two thousand. Can't be done anymore. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's something that really changed relatively recently, had it not. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that that did give a coach some some leeway, where like you said, they could divvy up. They had really a pot of money, mm-hmm. you know, that came to that number through X amount of scholarships. But like you said, they could get ten kids with little pieces of that scholarship right um where that's not the case anymore and um you know and what what are the one of the you know best ways for for parents to really understand the whole scholarship game because it it really is a labyrinth out there Mm -hmm. um to try to navigate um you know as your kids going you know through his junior his or her junior senior year of high school i mean what what are some of the resources that are available out there well certainly the ncaa provides all that information for you and you know most college not most all college coaches will answer the question um, I tell people this all the time. If you're going to ask an adult question, you're going to get an adult response. And you might not hear what you want to hear. But if you ask a college baseball coach what he has available in terms of athletic dollars, he'll flat out tell you what he's got. And then you can go from there. Right. And what, uh, you know, as, as we talk about that scholarship thing, I mean, again, you, you mentioned it earlier, um, pretty much 1% of the kids out there are going to get scholarship money that's correct um you know so when it comes down to why 
you should have your kid involved in some type of travel program. Um, like you said, it really comes down to it's something they should want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no different than, uh, you know, I guess if at the end of the day you can look yourself in the mirror and you said, hey, you know, we spent all this money for, you know, Johnny or Susie to play these sports because it enhanced their childhood and right. made them a better rounded individual. That's money well spent. Absolutely. Um, but if you're, you know, saying, hey, we're throwing all this money, you know, into this program because, you know, he or she is going to get a scholarship, you know, what, again, what, what's your better option there at that point? Oh, boy. Um, you, you try to be as gentle as you can when, when you're talking with parents with regard to that process. Again, the math just simply isn't there. The money just simply isn't there anymore. So the, the more parents understand that, the more that they can do things for their ch- children for the right reasons as it applies to travel baseball. Uh, another thing is the showcase genre that ties into that too, which kind of promises some sort of uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, scholarships here, scholarships there. Your best bet would be to pick a couple of colleges that your son or daughter likes and uh, go to their college camps. You're putting money into the program. You're getting in front of the, the, the target audience, the potential coach that you're going to play for. They get to know you, your families, and it's money much uh, a better spent. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, like I said, years ago in the early 2000s when we really first started doing our showcase team and running showcase tournaments, um, you know, it's really something we've gotten away from because, uh, you know, it's difficult for us to justify, um, you know, having kids and teams come in and spend that money with the promise of X amount of coaches are going to be there because, you know, like you said, in the, the teams where there were, you know, six or seven that were doing this, you know, back mm-hmm. when we first started, yeah. um, you know, from a showcase tournament, it was the same thing. I mean, there were maybe two showcase tournaments in the state of Pennsylvania on any given weekend, and usually one of those was on the eastern part of the state and right. one in the western part of the state. And now you can literally go to, you know, dozens of showcase tournaments on any given weekend. It's mind-numbing, the stuff yeah. that's out there. Um, you know, so we've actually pulled away from it because, you know, there's no guarantee – that we could get the right number of coaches there to make it to really, in my mind, call it a true showcase tournament. Right. Um, again, when we first started doing it, you know, we'd have 15, 20 college coaches out every weekend, um, you know, to come out and see the kids play. Now, again, the coaches, the scouts are pulled so thin that, you know, it's very difficult to get to everything that's going on. I mean, Again, can you give me any like true statistics as far as how many of these things are going on on the weekend? I know you said it's mind-numbing, but you're kind of in the middle of it where you're constantly getting emails and invitations to attend these things. I mean, on any, any given weekend, how many invitations are you getting to, to go out? A half a dozen to a dozen every week. And they're all within probably... Four-hour radius. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it definitely puts a different perspective on uh, you know, what's going on out there. And I, I like what you say about you know, getting to the individual school's um, you know, showcase event because you're in front of those mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, one of the other things I, I know you've told many, many players throughout your, your career here is, um, you know, as they're looking at each individual school that they should keep in mind, you know, are they going to like that school if their athletic career 
ends tomorrow. That should be the most important criteria. Yeah, because, I mean, again, at the end of the day, if we can talk, talk about the stats from playing high school into college, I mean, let's take it one step further from playing college and then getting into the professional rank. I mean, what, what percentage of kids are we looking at? Well, um, the, then the, the numbers are, are, are daunting. Um, and I talk about this a lot when I'm doing a, a, a discussion like this for organizations like yours and others. Um, the Major League Draft breakdown nationally every year, and there's only 40 rounds now, um, we're getting probably a 55 to 45% college to high school mix, where 55% of the college players and then 45% are, are high school players. But in the region that I help cover, north of the Mason-Dixon line, the numbers are, are, are going in the wrong direction for a lot of high school kids. So you're going to need to go to college. Um, on any given year, 70 to 80% of the players drafted in this area, north of the Mason-Dixon line, the northeast, New York, New Jersey, and, and, and Pennsylvania, New England, um, 70 to 80% are coming out of college. And only the really good high school players are getting drafted. And because of the rule changes a number of years ago, you can't, really take a chance on a high school kid draft him late sit on him all summer then sign him before he goes to school you can't do that anymore so it's it's very very important for high school players to understand you have to find a school that you can play at it's imperative right all right again we're uh, we're just about out of time we got one more session here and uh we'll uh, cover a little bit more about the changing culture of youth sports and as always check us out on our website at bigvisionfoundation.org